Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Where we're either making a new friend or going to be hiding a body. It's obviously a trap. I'm sorry. I, I am so <laughs> sus. It's, it's the Chalaxian <laughs> Navy uniform that definitely makes us suspicious. Thank you for your contribution, Admiral Akbar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, when last we left our heroes, the Silver Ravens having successfully, well, not even necessarily successfully, having determined the cause of the haunting of Na'ad and Daughter and determining that there's not much more they can do pertaining towards that, had not returned back to uh, friend and ally, Hedeman Hayes, and mm -hmm. uh, received some rewards for their various uh, acts of gallant heroism. Including the most amazing morning star I've ever received in my entire life. I love this thing. I appreciate the fact that it's really, really, really cool, but looks ugly as sin. <laughs> but it's like everyone banded together to make a super cool weapon. You know, that's exactly Nicolo's jam. It's like, oh, yeah, the people of this village all said, no, we will not stand for this. We'll melt mm -hmm. down our very silver pieces to turn into this mm -hmm. ugly ass weapon to kill <laughs> some vampires. Strahd. Vampires. Yeah. Strahd. <laughs> Oh, I can no. say that now because yep. uh, that's yes, you actually, can. No, you can, yeah. <laughs> that's fair for me to say now. <laughs> but yeah, you guys had then gone back, uh, had met back up with your your other Silver Ravens, the the lowercase Silver Ravens, your rebellion friends over in the Long Roads Coffee House. At which point you had learned that there was a half elven woman uh, apparently interested in uh, in speaking to all of you they've been asking questions in old kintargo pertaining towards the people responsible for uh, potentially said jailbreak yep you had made your way back to the uh, the argo island the island portion of the city of kintargo and made your way to old kintargo where you'd eventually gone to the tooth and nail tavern i'm thankful that ensom can't remember our names yes yep. mm. otherwise he'd be spilling the tea to everyone uh, yeah. Unintentionally. Yep. Like Unintentionally. he wouldn't be doing it in a like a malicious, malicious way. Kind Just, of way. No, yeah. <laughs> it's that scene from uh Lord of the Rings. From Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the, the Rings, yeah. With yeah. Mary. Baggins. I know a Baggins, Frodo Baggins. <laughs> He's right over there. <laughs> He's, right over there. <laughs> He's my cousin twice removed. <laughs> Stop it. Stop talking. <laughs> Oh, Mary. <laughs> Comes in pints. Mm. You'd had a brief conversation with uh Aliyah, who had uh You'd eventually invited downstairs for a more private conversation beneath the tooth mm. and nail, which I believe is where we left things off. Yeah, she said a bunch of names that we may or may not recognize. As, as she basically yep. said that she works for the, uh, the uh, well, works on the Scourge of Belial. The Scourge uh, of Belial. Which we've seen floating in the bay. The ship that's outside of the salt uh, market. And that the, the captain harbor. wants to speak with us. And yep. Chesare's immediately like, you're funny. That <laughs> you know? sounds yeah. pretty great. <laughs> So now we want to know if we know anything about the Scourge of Belial or the captain or the There's whoever. a few things about this that are really odd. Um, yep. <laughs> the fact that they're parked at Old Harbor is interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, moreover, the fact that the captain apparently hasn't come ashore. That, well, that isn't there a thing where captains can't? That proclamation is only for non-natives of Chiliacs. Presumably, the captain of a Chelish naval ship should qualify yeah. as a Chelish citizen. He could be ashore, just not wanting to do the grunt work. I thought Maybe. that they were just guarding Old Harbor. We don't know why they're here. Yeah. We just noticed that it's really weird to have a Chelish war galley in the Old Harbor. I have it's a exciting. suspicion, but I don't know yet. We'll see. I wonder if it's been taken over by pirates and it's not actually the Chelish Navy anymore. That's my suspicion, actually. That would be hilarious, <laughs> actually. That'd be a really cool twist. I would be really excited I'm now, about I'm that. Now Banking for that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, we'll That's see. my theory. Well, let's let's see what happens first. I don't actually know. So before we get too far into this <laughs> plot thread that may or may not exist. 
so many possibilities, but I suppose when last we left all of our heroes, you were down in the undercellar beneath the Tooth and Nell Tavern. The room dark lit by only a single lantern sitting on a circular table in the center of the room, casting shadows on the surrounding walls. The earth beneath your feet, packed earth, filling the air with this heady smell of uh, one, earth, and two, <laughs> the, uh, the stinking reek of stale beer. Uh, which is mostly coming from a couple of old barrels that have been flipped over to make impromptu chairs down here. Mm. It is not necessarily the most comfortable, but you don't think it's necessarily anyone that would actually go looking for a secret gathering of people. Mm. The five of you stand around this table, and uh, at the base of the stairs on the other end is the half-elven figure of Aliyah Knowns, a tall woman just over six feet with uh, black hair done in long, thick locks, piercing eyes, uh, the sharp features of an elven woman wearing an imperial, um, the uniform of a member of the Chelish Navy in blacks and reds, uh, mm -hmm. with a rapier on one hip and a pepper box on the opposite. Very cool. One of those classic uh, pre-rotating uh, chamber revolvers where you actually had to rotate all the barrels. Mm -hmm. Manually, yeah. yep. yes. And Manually, we're all, you know, casting like film noir style shadows because we sure. purposefully didn't make it bright enough not to have shadows. It's true. Trying to be mysterious and skullduggery. Yeah. yeah. Really, it's only affecting uh, Lucia because Lucia is the only person down here without low light and or dark vision. No. Yep. 100%. Including the person that you just brought down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She can see just fine. The woman had said, had bowed, I am Lieutenant Elia Nones of the Chelish Warship Scourge of Belial. Captain Sargata requests the company of those citizens who so ably liberated a certain gathering of wrongfully imprisoned Hell Knights from unjust incarceration. She stands back up and places her tricone hat back atop her head. Um, anyone that wishes to may make me a, a recall knowledge for society or any appropriate uh, lore check. Sailing? I can see selling. Um, you're not going to get the full discount, but a slightly marked down DC. Delightful. Uh, you may also make a uh, perception check for a sense motive if you don't have either of those or you don't want to do either of those. Also, mind you, this is an even episode, so we have a hero point again. Yes. Oh, hey, nice. You must be joking if you think we're going to board a chelish naval vessel. It is not a joke. The captain doesn't joke. That sounds like every navy guy I know. Who are you, really? You didn't introduce the warship correctly. Yeah, I picked up on that, too. Hmm. Hmm. She simply smiles. I am Lieutenant Elia Nones of the Chelish Warship Scourge of Belial. If I did not introduce it correctly, I did not introduce it correctly on purpose. Hmm. So hmm. let's assume that the ship is correct. Would it be maybe presumptuous to assume the ship is no longer in her infernal magistrix's service? The Scourge of Belial is the ship of the Chelish Navy. <laughs> the crew may not be. <laughs> Ross, did you call this? <laughs> did you call it? Cesare just crosses his arms across his chest. I'm not right. getting anywhere near the ship until you tell us what is going on. I don't mean to offend. And I apologize if I feel if you feel that I have misled you. However, I am required to do a certain let us simply say dance. We are wary. Captain Sargata is impressed with the rumors that he has heard of all of you. He merely wishes to ask for your aid in a delicate matter. It is not often that the captain displays this amount of interest. Mm. So who's been captured from y'all? 
Specifically, I have no idea. What about unspecifically? All members of the Scourge of Belial's crew are accounted for. Ergo, I can only assume that this is a personal matter for the captain, and nothing to do with his business as far as being a member of the Chelsh Navy. Hmm. Sense okay. motive! This is the episode of sensing all the motives. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we're not going to go out onto a ship that's loaded with naval officers. But, uh, I mean, is the captain off the ship? The captain has not departed from the Scourge of Belial. I see. And is at the moment reticent to leave his vessel. Of course. Is the captain not a native of Chiliax? That would be wild. It would depend on one's definition of the word Chiliax. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's Let me simply say that it is in a legally gray enough area that the captain, who is not necessarily the most trustful of the new leadership of the city of Cantargo, is not willing to risk it. That's interesting. Yet he expects us, who, as you have said, have gone against said government to willingly walk upon his ship. He has invited you. Perhaps a compromise instead, because that is, as the good professor has stated, a bit dangerous for us to be setting foot on a ship with no escape. Yeah, docked out in Old Harbor. We could meet in a salt market somewhere. The captain will not depart from the ship, as he has not departed from the ship since our arrival back here in Kentarko. That's so fishy. If you would like, I would only take one of you, if that would make things easier for you. Here, hear me out for just a second. Of course. I would like to find a solution that works the best for all of us. She folds her hand behind her back in a very uh, relaxed military at ease stance. She does look military. That's my point. She looks military. Why? Why would she come to find potential outlaws dressed in a chelish naval uniform? It's a very obvious trap. It definitely wouldn't work if it was meant to be one. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking to her, so the first part of it has worked. Well, then at that point, why bother with the boat? The moment we come to talk to her, why not just have the Tari hanging out outside to capture us the moment we step foot outside? It's far less elaborate, but would just get the job done as easy. Don't even have to take us to a boat. The holding house is down the road. I mean, I tend to agree. What if what if something's happened to the captain so the captain doesn't feel comfortable being on land for whatever reason? What if the captain's from, like, I don't know, someplace that used to be Chiliax but ain't Chiliax anymore? Oh, maybe or, that, or maybe something's happened and they're a bonicle person now. <laughs> I know I've heard of that happening. Seems less likely, but I guess it's <laughs> technically possible. I must be, for certain reasons, evasive in a number of things that I flat out say. One understands that the city government, and by extension, uh, the Church of Asmodeus, or take that and reverse it, much the same. As means by which to ferret out the words that one should speak. And words have a certain degree of power. So let me simply state that your compatriot, tall, dark, and brooding there. Ah. My name is Niccolo. Niccolo has a fairly... Oh, I thought you were talking about Cesare. <laughs> oh, actually, that's fair. Cesare is also that tall, is fair. dark, and He was way broody, I think. Yeah. Tall, dark, anyway. and horny sounds very odd. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let us simply say that he may be onto something there. I think it speaks volumes to the way that Kentargo is, as opposed to the way that Kentargo was. 
that attempting to approach someone honestly and openly is the most suspicious thing one can do. But you're not being honest or open. You just admitted you're being evasive on purpose. Reverse it. If she were to come to us just dressed as just folks, any just folks, the moment that she starts taking us toward Achella's ship, we're going to get very suspicious very quickly. She ends up either dead in a ditch or at best knocked out somewhere. She can't approach us that way, because if she did, then we would immediately distress her the moment we realize where we were going. I think this is entirely foolish. Almost everything we've done so far has had some semblance of foolishness. Yes, but this is going out into the boat on the harbor where escape is not as easy as it has been everywhere else we've gone. You can just jump off the boat. Yes, we saw how well that worked for Lucia. Yeah, not a big <laughs> fan of that plan. Didn't you learn how to swim? Morgoth did lessons. I mean, yeah, I learned how to swim, but that's... I don't One should to always it. know how to swim. <laughs> we don't maybe want to talk about all this right here, right oh, now. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, you want to be press-ganged by pirates in the shackles. Mm, I'd they particularly not. enjoy those that don't know how to swim. It's true, I you learned it. real quick, though. <laughs> well, <laughs> the survivors do. I mean, my vote's to see it out. There's enough weirdness in the whole evasiveness and the honesty in the evasiveness to get me intrigued. That said, there is still a potential for danger. Most notably, sure. even if she is completely on the level, and that's an assumption that I am making, that is fair to say. But even if you are, there still could be Tatari watching the ship. Not every member of the ship could be in agreement with whatever the captain is doing. In answer to both of those questions, I can provide you a let us simply say, blunter answer, if you would prefer. All right. Blunt is good. The captain has made certain arrangements with the dock workers, as well as certain fiscal donations to the Dotari operating in the salt market and region to hmm. allow for certain items to be brought on or off of the Scourge of Belial without notice. I gotta say, I like this captain. Secondly, the captain has only entrusted me as I have served with him the longest in seeking out all of you. As his first mate, it is my mm. job. Yes, but the other members of the crew could see us on board the ship, be suspicious, and report it, especially because there'd be a substantial reward. Well, we are not wanted for anything. That is true. I had no description of you to go on. I just knew that if I asked around long enough, word would probably get back to you. Hmm. My curiosity for one is piqued. I mean, can I roll sense motive on that last part? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, if you so wish. That they had no description of us? I would Pretty like sure to. Pretty sure they didn't, I mean, still. Eh. My gut says you're playing it even with us. Hmm. Adrian nods. I don't trust anyone. Well, we know that. I pat you on the shoulder. <laughs> As a rule of thumb, one does not bluff when one has a winning hand. I'm for at least hearing him out. I personally would like to meet this captain. Me too. I'm game. I suppose if it goes south, I can just set the ship on fire. But our friend told us not to do Austin. You know our friend. Oh, arson. I thought you said Austin for a second. I was like, what is she talking Austin. about? Yeah, don't go to Austin. Actually, Austin's don't pretty Don't do cool, Austin. But... Austin's great, but no, arson is what I'm talking about here. I'm casting mage armor before we go freaking anywhere. I mean, that's <laughs> fair. I mean, that's a good planet in best I mean, of we're all wearing um, armor and stuff, so. When would we set out? Would it be now, or are you going to wait for another day? The captain has been desperate to, let us simply say, entertain all of you. 
Let's get this over with. Desperate. All right. He has, of course, not informed me of the personal nature of his request. However, he has been insistent. And there's a reason that I have been staying here for some time pursuing all of you. So if we can get back as soon as possible, that would be wonderful. I'm supposed to be on shore leave. You seem to be having fun. Well then, follow me. Cesare reaches up and pets Raven and then using their telepathic contact ability. Ooh, we haven't used this in a while. If things go very south, you're going to have to jump ship, swim to shore, and get Hedeman. Right. Also, just a thought. What if the next time we focus and, and determine what sort of powers that I get? I mean, I really love speech, obviously. What about wings? We thought <laughs> yeah, about the ability wings. to fly. Yeah, you could give her flying. You don't need to fly, Raven. <laughs> Think of how amazing a winged cat named Raven would be. <laughs> she has a point. <laughs> you just don't want to get wet. Absolutely. No, no. I don't want to get wet at all. But I could do all sorts of fun. I mean, imagine Vittoria sleeping, and then I can gently rap, rap upon her chamber door. <laughs> As she ponders, oh nearly napping. Only, only this. <laughs> we have more. these silver raven figurines to do that. It's true, but I'm way cooler than a figurine. <laughs> yes, but you do not need the wings. We just look at the two of them, like, petting and, like, like kind of talking with their eyes a little bit. We're like, they're talking trash about us. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're placing bets on how soon we'll die. I think we'll be okay. Hey, I'm in heavy armor, but... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I can swim. I'm feeling fine. Technically, by my strength score, I actually don't have any impact on my swimming ability. Nice. Technically. Yeah. We've already established that is the best kind of correct. Mm-hmm. The... Six of you, at this point, gather yourselves, set off, make your way through the city streets. Uh, your guide, Lieutenant Knowns, pulls her cloak tight around her as she makes her way, to the point that uh, for anyone else looking nearby, she just appears to be a woman in a dark cloak wearing a tricone hat. That's interesting, hmm. hiding the nice. naval uniform. Lucia will also pop up her hood. Yeah, so you've got the nifty cloak. Forgettable, so. yep. You head off down Salt Street, making your way to the Salt Gate. Again, one of the city's, of course, busiest gates, and notably, of course, the one that isn't actually requiring any sort of toll or anything to come and go through it. Not that they could easily enforce that, as uh, I believe, again, you'd found out when you're previously planning on your break into the uh, the Salic Salt Works, that the Salt Gate is so uh, badly maintain maintained that it can no longer close. Yeah. Yep. Yep. As it has not been closed in, in a substantial period of time. Well, and the, the guards mm. there don't really pay that much attention to things. No. And to be perfectly honest, if any guards in the city would probably be willing to take a bribe, you think these guys are pretty high on this yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> they took I a mean, bribe. It's, it's got to be fairly boring. The only thing they're probably doing is breaking up bar fights. Yeah, you make your way is. into the, uh, the salt market. This early in the morning, you can hear the bellows and uh, the furnaces as you make your way through the salt market as they are baking river mud into bricks to be used uh, as well as shingles and all the rest of that stuff uh, in kind of a parallel to when you went through Red Roof yesterday and listened to everyone replacing the shingles in Red Roof. They're being created over here in the salt market as you make your way from there and into the old harbor. Again, Cantargo's original docks remain uh, in use even today, uh, launching local fishing fleets. Right now, most of the fishermen have already come in from the morning catch. As you navigate your way through, though, you can see that there are a number of uh, stalls set up here, um, some with uh, water in troughs, uh, keeping the fish uh, fresh and alive, uh, mm. and some where they've laid out the fish in a process of uh, butchering, descaling, and... Mm and preparing them to go on to uh, people's dinner tables by this evening. 
Or Raven's Food Bowl. Or Raven's Food Bowl, whichever comes first. <laughs> Probably Again, Raven's Food Bowl. The only image you can easily get is the Scourge of Belial sits amongst these ships like a giant amongst halflings. The vessel dwarfs any of the other fishing boats anywhere nearby. It's a full war galley, isn't it? It's a full-size Chelish war galley. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, and even sitting at anchor here, again, it's not actually at the dock. Mm. Uh, it's anchored slightly off. Interesting. To the point that you make your way forward, there are a couple of uh, Chelish naval officers towards the end of the pier. You board a boat and are paddled over to the Scourge of Belial. The ship's sides have been stained black uh, through the varnish that's basically been used on the... Uh, the outer hole of the vessel. The figurehead on the front of the vessel is a powerful looking, the upper torso of a powerful looking merman with a trident in one hand and a whip held up in the other hand. As you're brought up onto deck, mind you, for most of you, this is your first time on a Chelish war galley, uh, with the exception of Adria. <laughs> yeah. This is nothing like any other vessel you've been on and that it is, the deck is pristine as in you would be comfortable eating food off of the deck of this ship. Goodness. Every rope is stowed. Every line is properly secured. Uh, you can see a number of Chelish officers, not in their coats, as apparently uh, since they're just working the decks, they're allowed to work in just black pants and their white shirts uh, with their coats removed, going about their business. Their shirts are still white. That's how clean this ship is. <laughs> their shirts are still pressed white, crisp. This is... A heck of a crew, Adria's impressed. <laughs> As Elia began to climb up the uh, the ladder on the side of the ship that you'd all had to ascend to make your way up onto the deck, she had taken off her black coat. And as she had reached the top of the deck and all of you had followed, you'd note that these various naval officers glance vaguely in your direction, but upon recognizing the second mate, immediately just stop and salute and keep their eyes on the horizon instead of watching any of you as you march past. Huh. Interesting. As you make your way across, uh, for those of you a little bit more familiar with selling vessels, which I think is mostly Adria, um, I don't require a role for this. Yeah. Uh, you can tell that while the vessel is in, for lack of an easier term, and uh, somewhat, I guess, the proper terminology for this ship shape, <laughs> you can tell that there are obvious signs that it has been recently repaired. In particular of note is that the foremast on the ship appears to be completely new. Huh. Uh, what happened to the vessel previously, you can't quite be certain. Aren't they pirate hunters? Isn't that what we remembered from? Isn't that what we learned? Yes, Adria the scourge of Belial is yeah. pirate hunters. Elia mm -hmm. leads you to the entrance to the captain's cabin, uh, basically to the aft of the ship, where there's a large set of uh, double doors with stained glass set into the front of the doors, revealing on one side a ship cresting through the waves, and on the other side, what appears to be a creature of some sort from the deeps with the torso of a man, but tentacles coming out from the lower portion of its body, uh, battling Whoa. against the ship on the opposite panel. Very cool. Nico has no idea what that is. It's, it's the, <laughs> you know, the male version of Ursula. Yeah, I guess so. That's a race. I can't yeah. remember what they're called, yeah, it's though. A, it, I don't remember what it is, but yeah, it's a thing. If it was the upper portion of a goblin, it'd be a Grindylow. Hmm. Mm. She pauses as she reaches a hand out towards the devil-faced silver handles of the door. Just so you're aware, Captain Sargeta has been short as of late. So I would keep uh, things civil. Sure. All right. She opens the door, steps into the open doorway. Captain Sargeta, I brought visitors that you requested. 
She then steps out of the doorway to allow all of you entrance within. Stepping forward, you enter into a richly appointed cabin. Windows of stained glass line the entire back wall. Uh, the walls here are hung with seascape paintings and nautical antiques along shelves on both your right and left. The cabin is large and spacious, taking up nearly the entirety of the aft quarter of the ship's deck and smells of pleasant spices and rare incense. Off towards the side, a young halfling woman plays a violin softly. Fancy. Wearing the black breeches and white shirt of a chelish sailor. Hmm. The center of the cabin has a large desk taking up a fair portion of the center of the, the cabin here with a large chair behind it and no chairs in front of it. Covering the desk are a number of nautical maps as well as various books uh, covering a wide range of subject matter. A man sits at the table. A bowl sits next to him covered with a rare delicacy, uh, which is pineapple. Wow. Hmm. Ooh, man, this man's fancy. Sitting behind the desk is a tall man in a pristine captain's uniform of red and black, trimmed with gold. The man has light brown hair and a neatly trimmed goatee adorning a well-defined jawline. As you enter, he sets down a delicate-looking teacup of, you're going to guess, tea and shaw design, judging by the quality of the porcelain cup, and glances across all of you with a somewhat curious but strangely dispassionate look which seems to be a practice look for the man. He watches all of you for a long, long moment. The first mate closes the door behind all of you, although does not enter the cabin. <laughs> Judging as you can glance over your shoulder from the light playing across the stained glass, she now seems to be standing directly in front of the door, but facing out towards the deck of the ship. After a long moment, the captain finishes his tea, sets down the glass. The... Halfling Sailor continues to kind of play the violin, but seems to be watching this whole exchange very intensely. <laughs> Ready to start up a bardic performance. <laughs> Welcome to the Scourge of Belial. Would you care for refreshment? No, thank you. Sure. I'm fine, but thank you. No, thank you. I shall also decline. Adria looks at all of you like, you gotta say yes to hospitality, yo. Well, it's hard to take notes if I have a cup of tea. Mm. Because she pulls out a little notebook like she's ready. <laughs> mm. Make way two cups, please. We heard you uh, were looking for some folk. Yes, I am. He stands up, walks around the front of the desk. Again, the man is tall, walks with military precision, folds his hands behind him as he does so. There's a long period as he looks over each of you appraisingly. I return. I also look at him appraisingly. <laughs> you about to get another crush? To be perfectly honest, he is a shockingly handsome man. Is how old is this guy? <laughs> I gotta compare him against the Hell Knight. Do they Apparently know each other? This is Adria's dating game. Hey, mm. I've been single for a little bit now, and I'm ready. You'd say probably mid to late thirties. Thirties? <laughs> that's kind of young. I must say that I did not know what I expected. Perhaps I've been too corrupted by fictitious stories. I expected either something far rougher or far smoother than what I see here. <laughs> either scarred mercenaries or rakish rogues, and I appear to have received neither. Mm. If well, you're you know. so disappointed, we can just leave. I was going to say looks at deceiving. 
Better to be surprised, I think. But it's also pretty interesting to be invited in the first place, don't you think, Captain? <laughs> Let us await business for a moment. <laughs> he picks up the bowl, takes a piece of pineapple, extends the bowl to anyone who's interested. Yeah, taking some pineapple uh, for definitely sure. Definitely got to take some pineapple, yep. Yeah, I'll definitely take some pineapple. <laughs> Cesare isn't taking it's too fancy. this guy. Eh, sure, I'll eat a piece of pineapple. This is the thing he put the drugs in to knock us out. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But, but he's built up his own resistance, too. They are too. delicious uh -huh, drugs, though. <laughs> I'll take that fort save, friend. Yeah. We wake up and we're in the middle of the ocean, press ganged. <laughs> I made a, uh, just for funsies, I did make a an antidote earlier, if, if we need it. He watches all of you for a long moment. Off towards the side, probably the first time that you really noticed this, a small monkey continues to shell peanuts <laughs> and huge. pop it into his mouth as he watches all of you curiously. This is wild. Raven eyes the monkey suspiciously. I love this guy so much. Dude, th this guy is so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> After... Adria, you receive uh, you know, your glass of tea, again, awesome. on an extraordinarily expensive porcelain teacup with a little plate for you to place underneath that. Oh, I love it. God, I feel bad just sure. like, I feel like I'd break know, that like, thing <laughs> if you gave it to me. We all make sure Nicolo doesn't touch the, the teacups. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> breaks immediately. <laughs> the captain glances down towards the, uh, you guess, cabin girl. Winsella, I need privacy. The woman turns, salutes makes her way past all of you and then exits out of the cabin. As the door shuts, the captain relaxes ever so slightly. <laughs> I do not know what all that you are responsible for, but word has reached my ears as they have reached the ears of every member of the Chelish Navy stationed here in Cantargo, pertaining towards some disturbing events that have taken place recently. Attacks on members of Barzillai Thrones inner circle. Breakouts from secured holding houses. Curious stories. Very indeed. It's interesting that words reached all the way out here. I heard you didn't leave the ship much. At all would be the correct terminology. Why is that? I have been twice vexed by Barzillai Thrones proclamations. Which one specifically? Because lots of them are bad. First, by the Eighth, which forbids ship captains who aren't native Kentargans from set setting foot on land in city boundaries, or if they do so, being responsible directly for the actions of their crew. That makes sense. So you're not from Kentago? No, I was born and raised in Sargava. Ah, oh, uh, yeah, hey. that makes sense. Yep. I think it's still called Sargava, is it? It is at this point. They haven't had the revolution yet. Ah, oh, okay. Now that we are alone, allow me to make introductions. I am Captain Cassius Sargata. I'm Adria Sila. I'm Vittoria. Nico. Cesare. Lucia. Sila. Hmm. That rings a bell. Oh, my husband was Jacopo Sila, also a captain. Of the Hell's Maiden. Hmm, yeah. I knew your husband. Oh. In passing. Y'all had real similar uh, jobs. I intend on being as honest as I can be as far as my own secrets are concerned. And I hope by being so that you will understand the importance of the requests that I am to make of you. I never had an intention to be where I am. He gestures to the room about him. A captain of her infernal magistrate's fleet. 
I was raised in Eladir and Sargava. My family were loyal followers of House Throne, and as such were elevated to the position of diplomats. Mm. I, as many a spoiled noble child does, ran away from home. No one looks at Lucia. Of course, never heard of that before. Sip the tea. I did this in an effort to um, hmm, garner attention from my family. The effort failed spectacularly uh, as my neglectful parents seized the opportunity to abandon me. Hmm. Mm. Great parents. Mm. We all look at you for a second. Yeah, we're all like, really? You're one to talk. <laughs> I meant that sarcastically. <laughs> I then, when I was young, became involved in smuggling and would have excelled in the profession had I not publicly denounced a partner uh, who betrayed me and in the process revealed his own illegal activities. It was a whole thing. Huh. Mm. I fled Sargava and became a pirate in the shackles. Oh, Sure. And for the next several years, I served on no fewer than a dozen pirate ships, moving from one crew to the next. And uh, on my twelfth and final voyage, my ship was sunk, and I and many of my fellows were captured by the Chelish pirate hunter, the Hell's Maiden. Oh, how the heck do you become a naval officer after that? <laughs> Let us simply say I had a greater degree of uh, impotence than my fellows who, while in the process of spitting in the face of their chelish captors and such, uh, did a great deal to anger the crew, and I immediately sold out all of my contemporaries. Hmm. Well, that will do it. That does not and allay have... my fears of this guy. In fact, now I don't <laughs> trust right. him. <laughs> it's like, mm. uh... <laughs> have a very chillaxian of you. <laughs> Thank you. I was brought back to Chillax to testify against my companions as well as uh, provide an account to the proper courts, only to have a Riddleport pirate ship sink the Hell's Maiden. Mm. I do not know if Captain Sela survived. Presumed dead. He seemed a good man. Yeah. We spoke on a number of occasions on the long voyage back to Chiliax. Mm. And... I began to realize how I had wasted my time and my potential in what I had done up until that point. The captain had a gift for words. Yeah, he was a sweet talker. <laughs> I made it to shore safely after the sinking and managed over the next few years to reintegrate into Chelsea society. Can I interrupt to ask which pirate ship it was? Not for any particular reason, I'm sure. <laughs> I have no idea. As despite being, uh, shall we simply say, a traitor of sorts, I was confined to a cabin. Yeah, uh, sure. Fortunately, I was not chained to a cabin. Ergo, I did not drown with all of my contemporaries down in the hold. Mm. Hmm. However, in my time in Chiliax, I realized that I only truly had a talent for sailing. The ocean has always been my home. I'm very good at it. I'm very good at commanding men. So I applied for a position in her Infernal Magistrate's Navy. It seemed like an ironic twist, but it did put my skills to good use, now on a legitimate side. Also, if you've heard anything of the Scourge of Belial, I am rather skilled at tracking down pirates, as if I can understand their thought processes. <laughs> Imagine that. It took me about five years to become the captain of the ship. And I've been the captain of the ship for five years since. I have a loyal and devoted crew. You've met my first mate. And yet you're in need of our help. 
I promise to be honest with you. I've grown tired of this. Hmm. The longer I've served under Thrun's command, the more I've grown to loathe it. The noble houses are nothing more than misguided slaves of hell. Those serving underneath them very much less so. For the longest time, I thought it was... What's the saying? Better to be the right hand of the devil than in his path. Mm. Now I've simply decided that it's better not to be around it at all. Mm. I know of the power of hell. I don't believe. Um, that's not an accurate statement in a world that gods demonstrably exist, but I don't believe in the power of the gods for good or ill. We are all just pawns in their various games, and I don't care to play any longer. Now that is something I understand. So why even bother? I mean, well, so what? Do you want us to kidnap you because you can't retire? Well, you could just become a pirate again. I mean, this is a ship. Yes, but would the crew follow? My crew are loyal. Many of them joined the Navy out of a desire to gain power. Hmm. That is the mistake the Chiliax makes, you see. There's not loyalty to Chiliax. There's loyalty to what Chiliax can deliver. Hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm the one that pays them. Hmm. People fight to be a member of my crew. First, for the glory, of course. But once they arrive... Because I treat the people on my ship with the dignity and respect that they do not receive on the streets of their home country. Obviously true. Ship looks lovely. Crew's very good at their jobs. What do you need from us? <sighs> I've made a mistake. From your account, it seems you've made several. <laughs> <laughs> Cesare tries not to snort. I definitely <laughs> giggle at that a little bit. Oh, Sorry, that, that was the Lucia. 19 intelligence coming through. <laughs> <laughs> I've managed to navigate the treacherous seas of my life for some time with skill and ability, but I have allowed someone to get through my defenses. Uh -huh. Someone to get close to me, someone I care for for the first time in my life, more than I care for my own safety and security. We love it. I would risk much for him, but oh, we love it. losing my position means losing any of the power or authority that I have to protect him, to protect my men. And then I heard of a group, a gathering of people, people that... People that have done enough damage thus far to garner the attention of Brazili Throne himself. <laughs> and so I decided that those are people that it may be, may behoove myself to become acquainted with. You asked what proclamations bothered me, and I answered the eighth. However, that is not the only one. Oh, sure. Brazili Throne's proclamation the 10th specifically outlaws the work of my lover commonly known as the poison pen of Kentargo <gasps> what we love it we hear it for sure I could send my crew to attend to his safety and to escort him here however I would much prefer to send people that will not draw attention directly back to the scourge of Belial risking everyone aboard my vessel I would provide you with aid if 
you would aid me. I'll give you a moment to consider this. All I am asking is that you go to my lover and escort him safely back to my ship, and you will have in your debt not just Captain Sargata, but the Scourge of Belial. We can always and use a where ship. is he? Before I name him, do you agree? I just want to know where he is. Well, he, that would be like selling him out. I mean, I'm kind of on board. I love a romance. I mean, I assume he's somewhere in Cantago. He is in a Duh. place that is difficult to extract him from, although not a chelish prison. Interesting. I mean, I'm game. Right, Cesare? Don't we want to support love? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Just because I'm gay, I have to help another gay man? Is that what you're getting no. at? <laughs> We're trying to be good people for love. <laughs> also, we like that guy's poems. Yes, it's I've true. Been trying to match his style and leave him a message myself. I encouraged my beloved to be more discreet. Considering the poem that was posted just a few days ago, I assume he didn't take your advice. We love him. <laughs> when is he ever? <laughs> so, as far as our mission goes, seems we find this man. Get him back to the Scourge of Belial. And it makes a great hiding spot for him, because nobody would think he'd be on, on a Chelish warship. No, if anything, I will be requested to track him down. However, mm. I am being... If I did not think it was necessary, I would not give up his identity, which is why I am reticent to speak it until I have your assurance that you will aid me. I do not wish to do anything that puts him in further danger. And at the moment, his identity is unknown. Part of the reason the jailbreak at the holding house went so well is because we had the very detailed inside information. And I will provide such if <laughs> you give me your word. One question. Yes. Is your lover, I guess, amiable to this plan? Oh. Does he know that you want us to fetch him? He True. does not know. I have not been able to risk contacting him directly. I would hope that he would trust me. I have written, he reaches back, opens a drawer, produces a rolled piece of parchment. I have written a letter to convince him. I do not have his gift for words, but I hope that enough of my heart came across in this to prove my sincerity. Okay, but if he doesn't want to come, we're not going to kidnap him. I understand. All right. For love, I put my arm around Cesare. I'm trying to reform Cesare. Cesare, Cesare rolls person. his eyes so hard, you're surprised they don't come out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Now count me in. Let's do it. Anybody who isn't free deserves to be. Mm. Also, Raven, you should probably give him your word since you can't speak. Oh, oh, yes. I'm also in. As long as that monkey's not coming with us. It's giving me side eye. <laughs> <laughs> There's only room in this group for one animal companion that can speak. It could just be a monkey. Apparently it's giving Raven the side eye. <laughs> <laughs> the captain nods and extends his hand holding the rolled up scroll. Cesare will take it. I need you to deliver this to my beloved. His name is Marquel Alorian. Oh. <gasps> what? I, isn't you that your brother? I love it. Yeah, no, I, I love like, it. That's the thing is we don't know that yet, but yes. <laughs> yeah. I met him one time. 
You're telling me that Mark Elorian is the poison pen of Kintago, and he is writing that drivel Sin Saga. Hey, hey, oh my don't God. talk about Sin Saga. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. It's like my life. That is his cover, if he will. Yes. And That's in be so defense <laughs> of that novel is. series, it did touch my heart and did bring me to approach him initially. And Amazing. I may have been, and this would, of course, occur to, occur to Adria immediately. I may have been some inspiration for the captain in book eight. I thought that he was writing my life, for real. I was like, did he like look at my history? He was writing your life. Ah, oh, my so respect good. for everyone in this room. So good. Cesare just sighed. No one wants your respect, Mr. Doc and Gloomy. <laughs> All right. Marquel was supposed to meet me. However, apparently after not taking my word and traveling about the city, posting up his most recent poetry as the poison pen, his father discovered that he was sneaking out of the house. He has been subsequently restrained to his home. Oh, Ergo, I will need you to enter into the greens and break into the Elorian estate. Oh, gosh. You seem familiar. Yeah. I'll have to recall my knowledge of the estate, but I may know something. You may know something. To put your mind at ease, Marquel is my half-brother. Ah. Uh. Wait, wait, wait. See, lots of fate here. Wait. You're from the Greens? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, unfortunately, I have not actually lived at the estate since I was six, so... But I don't know if we can guarantee my knowledge is helpful, but it may be. You could send him a note and it wouldn't be weird. No, he and I exchanged letters for many years. So you could always send a note and see if he'll invite you over for dinner or something. Yes, I'm sure my father would love to see me. I know that that's really weird for you, but it could be great. <laughs> it could be great, though. For this, for the it mission. It could definitely be an in, if nothing else. Yes. At least see if he wants to leave. Yes. All right. Well, Vittoria, it's all on you then. Well, we can go too if you want it. I mean, I wouldn't say no to meeting him again. It would be much easier to get past the gate guards at the Greens if we did have an invitation. Mm -hmm. mm. Especially if I would find it highly unlikely that you would receive one. Unfortunately, I do not know whether or not my letters are actually making him, making their way to Marquel. At the very least, he has not responded to such. Mm. It was only through bribing one of the servants that I found out that he was under. Uh, from what I understand, literal imprisonment in his room. Oh, Oof. Breaking in. Oh, right. boy. That's, uh, that's going to complicate things just a little bit. It's also illegal. <laughs> we do have that going for us, though, which is true. So is imprisonment of people against their will, right? Like, he's an adult man. You can't oh. just, like, lock people up. I mean, assuming that this isn't some sort of actual Dotari-backed house arrest, yes. Yes, without any details. We don't have a leg to stand on there. But we can find out. All I know is that he is restrained to the house. I don't know whether or not the Datari were aware that he was posting the notes that he was. If the Datari were aware with Brazilized rules, he would be in prison. Mm. I don't even think a noble estate could stop that from happening. Definitely not that. Um, I mean, maybe well, something else, though. Maybe he was out past curfew. Yeah, it's possible it's something else. Yeah, being out past curfew or something. Well, if his father was able to figure out what he was actually doing, of course he's under house arrest. 
Mm. It could also be he's not in chains, but uh, there were certain threats made to his future if he were to continue. We've seen some of that before. Mm, maybe. We all look at you. <laughs> maybe from personal experience. Well, regardless, we got to get him out because I need to know what happens in the next novel. Adria. And also, of course, you know, Adria, seriously. I'm just bothered because I have been trying to edit those. They could have been so much better. Now I know but, he actually Victoria. could write, and he was purposefully not writing it as well as he could Victoria, have. I don't think now is the time. <laughs> no, but I'm trying to focus on that because my brother's in danger. Firstly, I agree that he does write down, considering his skill. Well, that makes us easier to sell to the masses. Hey, not Bingo. all of us went to school, okay? Just ask Shakespeare. <laughs> I was going to say, Shakespeare is a perfect example oh, yeah, that's true. of that. Yeah. Shakespeare did, yeah. Uh, secondly, as I suppose awkward as this is, uh, it is a pleasure to meet you then, as you were the first member of my beloved's oh. family that I've had the occasion to. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go that far, considering I've technically been forgotten by my family and they don't acknowledge my existence. He definitely acknowledged her, though, so it's technically family. Well, he's the only one that well, That's all that matters. He's the only one that matters to me. That's so cute. <laughs> so delightful. Well, I suppose let's save my brother. Hmm. If you can rescue him, I've made arrangements. I cannot do much to help you get into the greens, unfortunately. Perhaps if we could find a way to get a message to Markel, he may be able to assist us, but I don't know. We've lied our way in before. We can do it again. Well, we have the ravens. Do we know what room is his? I mean, the figurines. I mean, if it's the same as it was when we were children, then yes, I know which window is his. We could send him a message. Importantly, though, I want him escorted to safety with as little knowledge as possible. My crew will turn as blind of an eye as I ask. I have arranged for a number of my most loyal members of my crew to take one of our rowboats to the docks near the sunset in ports in Yaluba's harbor. That would be mm -hmm. much better, considerably closer. That way you do not need to cross Bleak Bridge. Yes. That was going to be something I suggested. Wonderful. Once all of you are aboard the boat, we can have you covered. As Chelish naval officers, they are allowed to come and go as they please. Mm -hmm. So even if the Datari should attempt to stop them, the moment that they are not on shore and are on the river, the Navy takes precedence over the locals. They will bring you back to my ship. I will reward you then. All right. I would ask that you, of course, draw as little attention to yourselves as possible, which is why I pursued all of you. Having heard the report of the uh, masterful removal of a number of Hell Knights from a holding house, I figured one artist from a noble villa would be child's play. <laughs> Wait, didn't? Oh, who was that? Uh, our baker friend. Wasn't she selling something in the greens? Am I misremembering? Who was that? You do know that uh, Lakula Jens did mention um, selling sweets to to the nobles, uh, but you don't know if that means that she's sending shipments over there or if they're sending someone out People here to, to collect get it. it. Mm. Yeah. There is a market in the greens, and yep, the I am a professor at the academy. We could just do the same thing we did last time. Is I'm <laughs> yeah, a professor. And, and the, I'm, these I'm, are my students. You're like, didn't we you come to here to buy a mirror before? Yeah, I broke it. Yeah, yeah we just need one. to buy some stuff in the white gate. You know what I mean? Don't you worry about Go bad ahead. luck? You just point at the black cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Not actually Get a belt bad buckle luck. with the number 13 I mean, there's no it. guarantee it's going to be the same guards, and that was <laughs> months ago. But still, we could. that might be the easiest way just to get in again. You know mm-hmm. what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it is during the day right now. I will leave the details to your discretion. Hmm. And if you can just have your men wait at the dock, we can probably try to do this tomorrow. You can get the note to him tonight, Vittoria, and we can head in tomorrow. Very well. Although I would prefer, since I do not want my men to be followed, that we extract him under cover of night. All right. That does risk violating curfew, but once you've reached the docks, you will be free. And I do have guest cabin aboard the ship, so you would, of (laughs) course, be allowed to be my guests for the evening. They're comfortable. It's been a long time since I slept on a ship. I think this is my Uh. first time on a ship. (laughs) Yeah, it's made of wood. Very interesting. <laughs> I was about to say, after this, I assume you're probably going to be gone for a while. Not immediately. My ship is still being refitted. Uh, unfortunately, while we were very successful in our previous hunt, uh, the last of our quarry decided to skirt the eye of Abadego. Oh. Unfortunately, the hurricane's damage to my ship was somewhat extensive. Oh, it's a hurricane. Okay. Oh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not a monster. I did think it was a monster. It's like a forever hurricane down in the south. It, we'll talk about it later. All right. <laughs> I think we should attempt to sneak into the greens tomorrow afternoon using the same ruse that we did before. There's a park near the Alorian estate, if I remember correctly. We can hide there until nightfall. We'll have to find a way over the wall. And pass whatever house gods they have. Well, if we send a raven with a message and another raven, he could potentially write us something back. That is true. And right. then he, we could, he could tell us well, like, the, uh, the situation. The ravens allow the ravens, you to... Yeah. Yeah. You don't have them. to send a second one because the ravens will deliver the message and wait for a message to take back. Oh, okay, great. So I can send Calbio, which is mine. The windows of the estate wouldn't be barred. Uh, Vittoria, from your knowledge before, you know that the windows on the ground floor and many Chelish estates tend to be. Uh, however, your brother's room is on the second floor, so it would not. It does require that you climb to the second floor of the house. Yeah, but I have spider climb. Oh, well, there you go. So it could literally be get somebody, get us over the wall. Cesare casts spider climb probably on Niccolo because he has the biggest strength score. Niccolo climbs the wall, and since he's a thief, he can also open the window if it's locked some way that he can't open it. And then we just GTFO. Uh, We then have to get him to climb the wall, but yeah. Well, that's why we send a message and get a message in return. <laughs> yeah. So that we can know the situation. Uh, I will mention yeah. as a reminder, uh, mostly for Vittoria, that uh, yep. unfortunately your brother, as Rachel remembers, arm was injured in a duel and he has no use of his right arm. Now, again, mm. that's why I said send Nicolo up so Nicolo can carry him down and then over the other wall. I think, how long does spider climb last? 10 minutes? That should hopefully be <laughs> enough time There's to be a climb 100 rounds, Ross. Make him count. Yeah, make him count. Yeah. That's 300 actions, yeah. And yeah. even to climb back over the outer wall. Cesare has a half-decent athletics. I can. T- I have a great athletics. I can turn into a rat. They can climb. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so, Vittoria, I think you should send your brother a letter and be expecting this tomorrow night, shortly after nightfall. Of course, no plan survives contact with the enemy, so I'm sure this is going to go sideways somehow, but we always seem to make it work. That's the fun. Who knows? Maybe I'll just knock on the front door and be a distraction. I'm sure my father will have a heart attack. 
Oh, that could be great regardless. <laughs> well, your plans have beaten my alternatives, and so uh, we'll go with What was your first. alternative? I just want to know. Uh, well, I'd consider just having the uh, Scourge of Belial uh, open fire on the castle Kentargo, and while the city is distracted, <laughs> make her escape, perhaps preferably on the back of a white stallion as we ride off into <laughs> the My God, yeah. Nicolo applauds. Like, for the this next is amazing. <laughs> it's good that you haven't lost your pirate swagger because that's great. But, of course, that will lose me my comfortable position and will lose you any benefit of an alliance with me. So let's try to avoid that. All right. Oh, yeah. No, we'll be fine. Following this, um, he wishes all of you well. I suppose you uh, you make your way out. Again, anyone that wishes to may make me a uh, society. I would also allow a nobility lore. Oh, Chalaxian nobility lore. I'm ready. I'm going to do a society. I just roll a family lore. <laughs> I'm very excited about this love story. Let's do it. We were we were almost right with the story about, you know, you know the pirate involvement. Like, Yeah, it's like awesome. he's like almost a pirate, but yeah. I even suspected <laughs> that Marquell could be the poison pin because I was he's about right. to make I a joke like of, oh, that sounds that like my brother. Point. Oh, man. I, I do feel like we said that at least on one episode. I think the wrench is going to be that he doesn't want to leave Kentargo. Well, no, because he wants to make a difference. But we can stash him. We have places to hide him if we wanted to. That or one of us has to take up the mantle. Well, he obviously cares a lot about Kentargo if he's willing to write those things and put them out himself in the first place. Yeah, it's true. It's very, uh, I don't know, it's a very dangerous thing to do in this climate. We love him. We're here for it. The captain stands, makes his way over, uh, opens the door, thanks his second mate, leads all of you to the, uh, off of the ship. They will either deliver you to Old Harbor, if you'd prefer, they can deliver you to the Yulubulus Harbor. It's your choice. We can we split all say in Lucia's one, you know, studio apartment. <laughs> yeah, Cesare's going home, and if the people who don't live on this side of the bridge want to, if Nicolo wants to stay in the tower, he doesn't care. Or we can ask them <laughs> to drop us off at the Old Harbor and then take you over there, because I don't want to paint across the bridge to go to my house. So I'll just be like, two stops, please, you owe us, and, and then we go to two stops. All right. So, yep. Yeah, that's fine. And then uh, I guess we make a plan to reconvene in the morning. Yeah, I'm assuming that you do. So what exactly does uh, Vittoria send to her brother? Um, You're going to have to be cagey. You <laughs> well, could feasibly send both the, uh, the note that you were provided as well as your own yeah. note. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll definitely send his and then I'll probably send, uh, you know, something along the lines of it was good to see you, would like to again. You know, something along those lines of like, uh, do you want to go meet somewhere? Are you uh, uh, amiable to leaving the city? Well, I don't, or not leaving the city, but uh, are you amiable, amiable for a stroll? <laughs> yeah, like just something about meeting together. Victoria would probably write something much more articulate than what I am able to come up with right now. <laughs> Some sort of cagey. We have a mutual friend. I've included his correspondence. Would you like to go? Yeah, for a stroll outside of your home. Do you like to go for a stroll to see our aforementioned mutual friends? Would you like to go for a cute boat ride on the river? I do like the idea of Vittoria knocking on the front door, though. That's really funny. Doing a distraction <laughs> while the rest of us are like... Come on, go, 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 go. Yeah. Okay, I get can up, prepare up, darkness if that would be helpful. I also have shrink. I can make a creature tiny size. <laughs> Just put him in your pocket. Are we going to honey I shrunk this guy? It lasts for hey, five you know minutes, what? so he could get small. You know, that's not a terrible idea. Okay, I'll prepare shrink, which is wild. <laughs> it specifically works on one willing creature. Okay. okay. 
I will make myself a rat, and then Nico will carry me up the window with him, and then we can shrink him if we want to, and he, Nico can carry both of All us right. back downstairs. Works for me. <laughs> yeah, so, Victoria, I suppose you uh, return back to your home, write your note, uh, take your raven, open the window, let it fly to its destination as you uh, you designate the uh, the location. Watch the silver speck of it in the uh, the light flying off to the Elorian estate. Actually, I imagine you probably wait until the evening just so that no one notices this bird. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a little reflective. Mm. Uh, sit for some time uh, impatiently at your window. So eventually, Caban returns. Your raven fluttering down, landing, uh, extending one clawed foot, grasping a uh, piece of parchment. Oh, lovely. Mm-mm. <laughs> she files this away. But I suppose you will sleep for the evening before uh, all gathering together back at, um, I'm going to guess, maybe just the Long Roads Coffee House. To, uh, probably, yeah. It's yeah. closest yeah. to the green. Don't even necessarily need to be down in the downstairs area. You could just be at a table there for a meetup. Getting our morning coffee. Again, I imagine uh, Vittoria and Cesare are probably the first to arrive, uh, followed shortly thereafter by Lucia, uh, then Adrian Niccolo, who has the furthest to go. <laughs> as all of you make your way through the city streets. Uh, today is uh, unseasonably warm, uh, adding a certain degree of uh, humidity to mix with the uh, the usual, well, humidity and rain, but more heat. Time to switch to iced coffee. For November, it's pretty warm. Yeah. I mean, it happens, especially in Texas. <laughs> oh, my I was going to say, in Texas, it could still be in the, in the 90s in November. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But uh, I suppose once all of you have gathered, Laria comes over, make sure all of you have uh, your free coffee, because, again, she's not going to charge you for coffee. It's very nice of her. Order something for breakfast, too. She's literally fueling this revolution. <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah li literally by the power of her brew. All right. So, uh, I mean, I guess we go with the plan as is, unless there's some reason we shouldn't. Um, well, I did receive a message from Mark Hill. Um, oh, he's definitely being held by our father. He says he will mm. await us, so he is willing to leave, thankfully. That's good. However, apparently the mayor has gifted my father a new hound. That's bad, right? A three-headed beast of some kind. Uh, what? Uh, Tell us more about this dog. Can we make any recall acknowledges yeah, recall just for three-headed dogs? <laughs> three-headed dog. Really? Like, what, really? Anyone that wishes may make recall knowledge, arcana, nature, or religion. Oh, I will need. What we want is the original dog from hell. You mean Cerberus? <laughs> that would I mean, be I'll try cool. religion, I guess. Just imagine Adria walks in there like, doggy go walkie? Yeah? Huh? We come in with some steaks, just three steaks out, you know? <laughs> I suppose all of you take a second to ponder. Oh. So, three heads, huh? That's weird, right? Mm. They are watchdogs for hell. They're called Cerberi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I called the name. <laughs> okay. Other than having three heads, what is weird about them? Well, they are intelligent, first of all. Oh, great. And like to torture their victims. Oh, um, and they can prevent uh, teleportation. Huh. And... Uh, they are very, very good at thracking, particularly the undead. Oof. Well, thankful. Well, not that. I can use magic to help us pass without traces, or at least be better at it. All right. Yeah, we don't want that uh, chasing us down, for sure. 
as a fun side note, uh, Cerberi, uh, I'll give this to Cesare, uh, just because you rolled well. And also, it's a fun side note. Uh, they are related to hellhounds, but for some reason, the two breeds despise one another. Yeah. Uh, and viciously attack one another, if not basically being brought to heel by a more tyrannical master. Oh, if only we had a hellhound. Okay, if only we had an illusionist who could create a hellhound as a distraction mm. for the Cerberi. Step one, Cesare, open a gate to hell. Step two. <laughs> <laughs> Summon monster hellhound. Uh, maybe, maybe we don't, maybe we don't do that. Get a scroll of summoning, summon a hellhound in the yard. Just let just them fight. It's not <laughs> a bad distraction. Let them fight. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I have the third level spell Mad Monkeys for distraction as well. So we can totally. Oh, <laughs> Mad Monkeys. Is that like monkeys. the wacky one? Uh, it, it, you can pick what they do, but they essentially are distractive. They're magical yeah. monkey spirits that do nonsense. Great. Well, at least the guards will be out of the way in theory. But yeah, the dog is going to be a problem if it does spot us. Yes, he does say in his letter that he has friends in the house who can keep the guards occupied. Um, and he'll alert us that he is ready by lighting two red candles. Um, if I remember correctly, and if he hasn't changed rooms, which obviously he hasn't because my letter was received, um, his window is on the back side of the house. There is a servant's gate on the western back side of the house. Hmm. So that may be an alternative way in. I imagine between Niccolo and I, we'd be able to get it open if it's locked. Probably. Raven gives a double pause up. <laughs> <laughs> all right well what gate it is although that does if we're going in through the servants entrance there's not a lot of cover back there if the if we're going by the map um of the city that we have there's no i, I don't know if there's actually any brush or anything back there that we can hide behind no although if you are at night and you don't have a light source yeah it'd be difficult be to be seen down there and if we stay mm -hmm. close to the the outer walls then the guards that may be patrolling up there won't see us. And most of them will probably be looking out anyway. Probably. All right. Well, I mean, I don't need light to see, so that helps. Well, then I suppose later in the afternoon we can meet and we can bluff our way into the greens and we can hide in the park until close to time of the break. So, yeah, you have a, a little convo. You you plan out your uh, your most daring heist yet. <laughs> Do some light shopping. Mm -hmm. One of these days, I'll find some way to work in uh, Blades in the Dark flashback mechanics. We'd be like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> this would have been a perfect moment if we were going to do that. I would have thought to have a potion of dark vision. <laughs> mm. Unfortunately, no. But I really do want to put together a Blades in the Dark thing or something like that. Put it in One of these days. We do need. We do need to play that. But after having your conversation, I imagine you guys go about, uh, at the very least, some of your day. Hmm since you've got basically the entire rest of this day. Uh, those of you, either Adria or Nicola, returning back to uh, Argo Isle, will have to pay uh, to cross Bleak Bridge again. Alrighty. Go to school, do your stuff. <laughs> I guess Cesare's gonna teach. Yeah, I mean, Lucia will go, you know, tutor etiquette. Just sitting here like, all right, I guess I'm gonna go, like, climb up a tower and bust a guy out of his house. <laughs> Rapunzel, Rapunzel. Yeah. Yeah. Markel, Markel, let down your golden hair. I do wander down Is to the golden? imports just to make sure I know how to get there. No, he's a, he's a brunette. Ah, oh, that's fair enough. Yeah, and you can find your way down to Sunset Imports without much of a problem. Just to make sure. Water by the war cage, check out some weapons. Yeah. The day passes. Eventually, uh, you all make your way, meet back up uh, on Greenway, and make your way through the uh, 
the gates into the greens. It's just a brief conversation with the guards to basically say, like, hey, look, I need to go in there and, uh, you know, buy some stuff at the White Gate market. Mm-hmm. After that, it's just a matter of uh, loitering without drawing attention to yourselves, which uh, you do there's, your best. The park is big, and it's very. there looks like there's some foresty areas. We can probably find a place in some denser brush and trees and just kind of park it, you know? But you make your way to the White Gate market. Um, again, there's a lot of, like, gold goldsmiths, platinum smiths, silversmiths. The market here is very much into the uh, the very fancy items available in the city. Usually custom works. I like that all of us are looking at the Elorian house every now and then, except for Cesare, who's staring at the Sereni house like, ugh. I imagine Jim. you're also occasionally looking at the Sereni house. Yeah. Only to make sure the guards aren't running after me. No, cousin told them no. So I will allow all of you to make me a, a stealth orb deception to uh, <laughs> definitely stealth to not draw attention to yourselves. Uh, making your way to Latana Park, it is a large park. Uh, however, it is a, an extraordinarily well kept park. You make your way, you wander around the uh, White Gate Market. Uh, as the evening starts to draw, and you make your way down to the Latana Park. Uh, first off, it is a favorite haunt of the nobility here, uh, who just like to go over there and wander around and enjoy the greens and all the rest of that stuff. There's lots of geese here that and swans and such that have had their uh, their wings clipped so that they can't fly away. I'm upset about it. So they kind of paddle around in the uh, the water here. Horrible. Large exotic fish uh, down in the water. The greens here grow thick with uh, carnations, uh, hibiscus, roses. The titular lentana, as well as uh, dozens of foreign plants imported from around the world. Uh, it is also, however, staffed by well-paid mercenaries who routinely uh, wander about and make sure to usher out any undesirables. Mm. Sounds like it's time for us to pretend to be some mercenaries. <laughs> well, these are mercenaries that are like wearing livery yeah, and all the rest of that stuff. like. Private security uniforms. Private security, yeah. yes. They're all in suits with sunglasses, and they usher you out. Great. <laughs> They've got the earpieces. <laughs> they got the earpieces, like, uh, randomly stopping and talking into their magical cufflinks. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, all of you do a fairly good job of just not really drawing much attention to yourselves. Nice. You stay quiet and out of the way. In the case of uh, Niccolo, Vittoria, and Cesare, uh, Lucia and Adria do your best to basically look like you belong. Um, even though you're not like dressed in, uh, in I was going to say we're, gonna, we're like armed and stuff. <laughs> I'm lecturing you on some flowers or something. Yeah. It, oh, it's more yeah, like, okay. Really yeah. She must be one of the gardeners or something like that. And this must be like one of the, the noble children pretending to be a rakish rogue uh, <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> like they do. As every noble goes through that phase, right? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Of course. <laughs> Eventually the sun begins to set and all of you turn your gaze in the distance to the, the towering, Elorian home. Four stories tall for a vast majority of the large manor house, dark and brooding as it sits away from the road. Amongst the various homes here, it is not necessarily the most ostentatious because it is very respectfully designed. The gate is wrought iron, but it actually has silver filigree on it because again, the Elorians are one of the richest noble families. They don't have the reputation for knowledge that the Viticoras had or the age of the uh, Sereni family and their loyalty to throne. Mm. But it is notable that the Elorian estate is the largest single building in the entirety of the Greens. A fact that makes all the other houses jealous. Oh, yes. Probably. If oh, this yeah. were drow culture, they would just murder each other. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But eventually, I suppose you collect yourselves, make your way along Lantana Road, back in the direction of the records hall before beginning to make your way down the servant's path that runs between the outer wall 
and the individual inner walls, as each one of the noble villas here have their own inner wall, uh, not the impressive 40-foot affair of the outer walls, but a more manageable 15-foot high curtain mm. wall surrounding each of the estates. Sure. As you make your way silently through the benighted city streets. And we'll pick it up here next time. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Skullduggery. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy Operation Skullduggery. Mm-hmm. Operation <laughs> Shrink. Oh, oh, man. This should be entertaining. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, so, of course, I would like to take an opportunity to uh, thank all of our listeners for continuing to listen and follow our adventure, as well as thank our patrons for their continued Yay, patronage and patrons. support of the thank podcast. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we have been uh, working on some really fun things over on our Patreon, so we hope that you'll take a chance to go over there, check some of those out. Uh, we've got some great things planned for uh, for the current year, 2023. Uh, and plans uh, hopefully beyond that. And uh, we're steadily making our way closer and closer to our next tier goal, which is going to be the weekly release of Tyrant's Grasp. And then after that, it's only uh, the next tier up once we hit the uh, 7,500 tier that is going to be the weekly release of Hell's Rebels. So if you love the show, if you want to hear more of it, consider tossing a a few dollars our way. Toss a coin to your podcaster? Yeah, toss a coin to your (laughs) silver ravens. Toss a coin to your raven, yes. (laughs) Oh, Valley of Plenty. Yes, yes. Uh, So yeah, and until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Good Have luck. fun out there. Shrink all the friends. Shrink your friends. Shrink your enemies. All the things. <laughs> they have to be willing. I've got a shrink, shrink gun. Rat. Oh man. <laughs> shrink your friends. Make them pay for podcasts. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>